Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Attacking Two podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Funnel, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow host, Andy Martin. And today, my returning guest, Sadiq, also known as Worldwide Chelsea, on the go, just come off work, special appearance on the Attacking Two podcast. Thanks for coming on, Sadiq. No problem, I had to come on. I couldn't let you down another time, man. (laughs) (laughs) So... As we three are ready, we're going to be talking about the transfer window, of course. We've got Burrell and Paredes on the agenda. We've got the striking situation on the agenda. And also, from today's press conference, Sari's comments on Hudson-Odoi and Ampadu. So, as always, you know the question. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Right, okay, so let's start off with one of the more exciting rumours that came out in the past few days. That's Niccolo Barella and uh, Leandro uh, Paredes, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. That's how you pronounce it. So Fabregas, unfortunately, is gone. I know you always loved him, and I think we all did (laughs) in some way. Um, It's a shame, but, you know, I, I can understand his reasons, but... Who will now come in to replace him? That is the question. What are your thoughts on that, Sadi? I mean, I don't personally think we'll get a direct replacement this January window. I think if anything happens, it will have to be in August for sure. I don't think we'll spend that money on Brella. I don't think he'll sit on the bench personally, even though that's a player that I'm very big fan of. I just don't see it happening in January. That's all. Um, in terms of the other player, I've not heard much of him. That that rumor came out recently, but Barella is the number one target for Chelsea, I believe. Hmm. So, Andy, what what were your thoughts? Do you know Paredes, for example? Uh, well, Paredes, I, I don't watch the Russian league a lot. I think neither of us does. But um, Paredes, apparently, I've seen. I think in some Argentina games, he features in in the Argentina squad on a quite regular basis. So he must be a quite decent player because. Argentina, Argentina is stacked with a lot of, of attacking talent and he always features there um, under various managers. So I guess he's a decent player. We also had quite a decent record of signing players from, let's say, the Eastern Leagues. Willian in his first two seasons, even though he's not that good this time um, around. I think, I think he, he was decent signing from a league like Ukraine. And then we had Samuel Eto'o returning from Russia to us and he was a decent signing for a season. So I'm not um, I'm not one of these guys who says, "Well, he's not playing in a, in a decent league, so we shouldn't we shouldn't buy him." I think he he can be a decent decent acquisition, and he's he will only be second choice, so it's yeah. it's not something I get overexcited or or, or have high demands um, upon. So for for a second string player, he might be a decent acquisition. Mm. Good opinion. Uh, good opinion. Yeah. I mean, ju- just to add to that, um, this is actually something that most have forgotten. I've forgotten. I just noticed it by by pure coincidence. Uh, William actually didn't join from Shakhtar. He joined from Anzi Makala. So that's actually yeah. a Russian team. Mm. I completely forgot that because they are. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. Um, mm. Yeah, so Paredes, yeah, as you said, it's more of a like for like. So mm. Barella would actually offer us more, you know, something more in more positions, like the Kante position, mm. also the Gino position. Yeah, Some of us have been saying on the social media that he'd be more suited to the Premier League because he's kind of a tenacious, aggressive player. Mm. Would you agree with that, Sadiq? 
Yeah, for sure. Box to box play. I, I wanted players like Talisa, Vidal, when Conte was here. They, they were his main targets. So I could see this player being exactly what we need. We haven't had it since, you know, your Lampard. We need those goals, basically. Someone that can run into the box and make something happen. If I see Berla come in, it could be a threat to Kante some games. Maybe not first choice all the time, but I can see him replacing, um, you know, some games for Kante, the Allen role that Sari had at Napoli, that yeah. player that we need to come into the box and make something happen because we're not scoring a lot of goals. So, you know, I could see that move happen this summer. That's all. Mm. Um, I'm not overly convinced that Barella is that player, to be honest, because um, I'm I'm also a YouTube scouter, got to be honest, and I'm not watching a lot of Italian football. But what I've seen so far, and in his stats, he scored one goal this season in 18 games, assisting not a single goal. Uh, is he that player who offers us a little bit more offensively? I don't think so. He's not a like-for-like replacement for Fabregas as well, because Fabregas can assist, as we know. Uh, he obviously can't just judging after his stats so he, he might be he might be a Kante and uh, a Kante for yeah for, for all his critics he he has I think also deservedly received this season that he is not um, much of an of an attacking impact or uh, much of an attacking impact he does provide to us um, Barella might also be a player who doesn't offer offer us that so I'm um, to be fair, Barella is, is a young player, and Sari uh, likes likes maybe a player who um, who knows the Italian league as as he does, and he knows him from the Italian league, and that might fit into the system. But I'm not quite sure if if he's a replacement for Fabregas. I'd rather have Paredes, if I'm honest. Quick question, quick question. Do you think Sari could actually adapt him into a better you know better role and change like how he's trying to do with Kante? Trying to score more goals, trying to assist more, because the team mm. that is playing that you don't really, you, sh- you can't really expect him to have those numbers. Really, mm. let's be honest. So, Question. I don't know, man. If he does sign, I could see Sorry mm. trying to like change his game. That's that's what I believe. Because might be the player, case. Like yeah, might be the case, but he might be more of a Jorginho-like player than he is a Fabregas-like player. And um, what I've seen with the highlights I've watched, he's more of a player who provides the assist to the assist something that is also being said about Jorginho a lot of times. And that's maybe because his stats are so low, because he's he's a player like that and he plays in deep position. But yeah, I'm putting this question to Jimmy from Zadig. Do you, do you think he will adapt um, if he comes to Chelsea, Barella? I, I, he does look as if he's a very adaptable kind of bloke. I mean, he's young, he's 21, he's got a very high ceiling. I think that's the difference between him and Paredes because Paredes would offer us probably more of a like-for-like... Um, uh, player in regard to Jorginho, but he hasn't got the ceiling uh, that Barella has, arguably. I mean, he played for Roma, he wasn't bad, but there was a reason why he got soldiers in it. You know, mm-hmm. he's got some disciplinary issues, it seems. So I, I'm on Team Barella here. <laughs> I, I really do think that Barella would be the better choice. And mm-hmm. we, we, you know, they're about the same, the same um, price. Uh, mm-hmm. Not. Nice picture of the street of London there. No problem. And uh, I, I think Sarri could do a lot with him. I think with Italian players, he can do much. I mean, Zappacosta wasn't his player. So mm. I think we, we, we'd, we'd do a good job with Verena. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, 
that that's the midfield position. But um, I mean, there is this other question regarding our striking position. I mean, Morata was once again, despite scoring two goals, pretty woeful in front of goal. I mean, the celebration said it all. He he does seem as if he's off to Sevilla now. Um, the Sevilla president even said as much that they are looking into Morata. So I do believe that uh, you know sooner or later he will be joining. So. Yesterday we were linked in the tabloids to Edison Cavani of PSG for an eye-watering 50 bloody million quid. <laughs> what do you think is the ch- uh, are the chances of Chelsea signing him, Sadiq? First of all, the press conference from Morato, sorry we were saying that he will be important for the second part of the season, which is a bit surprising. I feel sorry sometimes doesn't understand some questions or he might interpret it the wrong way. Um, but yeah, he should be gone very soon. But yeah, um, Cavani, 50 million. That I know we need a striker. I know we need to move forward. But this guy is not worth 50 million at the current age. I know he's a goal scorer, but he's not the way forward. We need to sign someone on loan or someone on the cheap, take us to the next five, six months. But yeah, we need another striker, basically, that can help us um, in the short term, for five, six months. And then invest a lot of money in the summer and rebuild Sarri's team to how he wants to play. Because obviously, first season is a transition phase. That's all it is. So, definitely a no. But I think it's a rumour that comes, you know, every single year that you hear. Now you hear Benzema, then you hear Cavani. Next you're going to hear someone else. First is Higain. I think Higain should still come, in my eyes, on loan. But apparently, we have to bid 32 million or something like this just to get one on permanent. Uh, and again, with his age, doesn't suit Chelsea fans right now. So for yeah. me, it's another rumour with Cavani. It's just to hype up the rumours, to get everyone a bit excited and see what everyone thinks. But we'll probably end up with Callum Wilson, let's be honest. <laughs> That's a good point. So, I mean, we, we've been speaking about Callum Wilson on a few occasions uh, on the podcast. Andy, do you think uh, Callum Wilson, because he is, I think, 26 or 27, would he be the better choice for Cavani? I mean, don't forget, Cavani has scored 10 goals this season in 11 mm. games. If, well, it's... Uh, we're talking on really high standards here, but neither of the choices is a good choice for me. Um, and that's... Obviously, that, that that's the club Chelsea. The demands we have. Uh, we have to say, alright, we want the best and nothing but the best, and that's kind of the standard I'm talking about. Um... I, I'd take Wilson over Cavani, um, if, if I'm honest, because it gives me more of an impression that we go for a proper strike in the summer. Um, but other than that, I want to bring another name into the discussion here. I've heard some rumours about re-signing Diego Costa. What do you think about that, Jimmy? <laughs> no. No, that, that, this whole chapter with Diego Costa, he was a lovely striker for us. But he also had his, you know, his cons. And it was such a clusterfuck of a situation when he left. Do we really want to open that, you know, that Pandora's box again? No, 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 no. I don't think he wants to come anyway. He's, uh, he's settled and he's not been in scoring. Is he settled? Yet. Is he settled? Because I don't think that he's more settled than he ever was in London. But he, he, like that because he, I know he's, he's, he's not featuring him. anymore. He isn't featuring yeah, anymore in that team. He does seem as if he's the kind of bloke they hasn't got a problem with just leaning back and enjoying his life and that he can do better in Spain than in, in, in London. You just remember when he, you know, mm-hmm. he fucked off to Brazil uh, <laughs> there. 
So <laughs> it, I, I don't think it's a problem. And Callum Wilson, the thing is, 50 mil he'd cost us, I'm pretty sure. Backup striker, why? You know, so Cavani, he's not worth 50, as Sadiq said, but Jesus hmm. Christ, I mean... I think Cavani would be a better choice than, than Callum Wilson, in my opinion. There's, there's one thing we need to remember, that the ambition of, of the board is not the same as how it was a decade ago. They have to look at the market, they have to see where they can make the most money. The sign on Pulisic is a key thing. Like It's the biggest name in the US right now. They're going to make the money back immediately. They didn't mind spending $58 million. So... Also, the players that are leaving Chelsea currently in the squad are all going to be English players that are leaving. So, mm. the homegrown factor comes into this play where Callum Wilson will need to be signed, most likely, because I don't know any other English player that we're interested in. So, I think Chelsea probably offer about 35 million personally. They will mm. not spend 50 million. It will be a shock. That would be the worst signing ever if it was 50 million. It has to be about 35. Mm. Well, do, you, do you think he's worth that? I mean, would he be worth those 50 million that he's valued at? The thing is, you have to understand that English players are always overpriced, no matter what you say. If they're 15 million, they're, supposed, they're going to be 35 million. If they're 35 million, they're going to be about 55, 50 million. It's just how it is because they get so much hype. Um, but I think Chelsea, when they sign a player, they know they're going to make the money back. Because always the net spend, the money that they spend overall, it's always clawed back. You never see that much of a loss, a huge loss or anything. It's always break even, just under, just above. So the club, uh, I don't think Roman has the passion to sign the top, top players when you saw your Shevchenko's, your Crespo's in yeah. the past years when he first joined. He's, he's lost it. He's not even allowed in the UK. He's not allowed in the UK or anything like that. So he, he could even sell the club one day. You never know. He might sell it in like two or three years. So mm. also the transfer ban is also another fact. There's so many bad things happening around Chelsea right now. The fans, the transfer ban, the owner... So many factors, and now Chelsea trying to move to America, get the fan base in, more sh- more sales, more everything. It's going to happen. So, Callum Wilson for me is going to happen. In my eyes, uh, it's just about the price. I think 35 million is going to happen. That's my opinion. Maybe we get even a you know like a player in there to sweeten the deal. Victor Moses, maybe, maybe he'd go to to Bournemouth <laughs> or Danny Drinkwater. Even you never know. I don't <laughs> know what Bournemouth needs at this current moment in time, but that would possibly bring the price down mm. and you know Danny Drinkwater is on a lot of wages so that would possibly free up some space for Callum Wilson what do you say we did, so we did, sorry, one more thing one more thing sorry yeah. we did also add Nathan Ake recently to them so the relationship has to be there no matter what true, mm. That's true mm. yeah. and everything seems to be set up by the way it, they, they've signed Solanke yesterday two days ago um so he, he seems to be stepping maybe into that space. They have Josh King and I think they wouldn't spend, even though Premier League clubs these days have a lot of money, they wouldn't spend 21 million or 90 million or how much has it been? Uh, it's quite a lot of money. Um, I think it's it's not the record signing, but quite on the border to be their, their record, uh, record signing, Dominic Solanke. So um, they wouldn't spend that kind of money. If they would, if they wouldn't need a striker just to add a third choice, a fourth choice striker, Josh King is is a starting striker for them. Callum Wilson is as well. So if Callum Wilson goes out the door, I think Dominic Solanke will step straight in, and Callum Wilson will be on the move, no matter how where where he goes. And Chelsea seems the most likely. I think Aki is actually the record signing. So is he? Is he? Yeah, I, I actually I'm not sure, but mm. I think he is. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely the case. I mean. 
some do say he was just a replacement for Jermaine Defoe, but I don't know how much of a role Defoe played at, you know, near the mm. end. The 90 mil is a lot for Bournemouth, no question about that. But talking about Dom- Dominic Solanke and um, him being a former academy product, today we did have the comments come out from Maurizio Sarri. So this isn't necessarily to do with transfers uh, regarding the ins, but outs. Uh, and he had some comments to say on Callum Hudson-Odoi and Ethan Ampadu. So... Frank Lampard more or less um, told the press that, you know, we had an attempt to get Ethan Ampadu on loan. It was rejected, which then more or less mirrors what Sari said today, that he is going to be the replacement for Gary Kay, which is great. Uh, the same is the case with Hudson-Odoi. So it seems that we he's ready now. I don't know why he wasn't ready the other bloody week, but, you know, whatever. Um, he is ready now. So do you... I'm going to put this question out to the both of you. Do you think Callum Hudson or I will stay in this transfer window? Um, let's start with uh, with you, Andy. Uh, I've said it last time. I think he, he is just playing around a bit, and uh, Bayern is obviously known to be a club who is yeah. He's he's he, when they are in for a player, they try every trick in the book and try to uh, approach players in in ways that are not like the ethical way. Um, but at the end of the day, they are not. They can be serious about these players. We've known it for a couple of years when they always try to to snap up the players from different clubs in the German Bundesliga and they always had quite a decent record in, in doing that. But I think Chelsea and Callum Hudson-Odoi are a different kettle of fish and Callum Hudson-Odoi is just looking for a better contract. And he's also testing out how much Chelsea... On, on how much he's worth to Chelsea and he wants to see, he wants to to get a bit of love and I, I can't fault him for that. No. Um, at the end of the day, Sari said um, he's ready now, he is willing to give him a chance and most importantly, he's good in a defensive phase, um, which is always a good sign when Sari says that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm convinced um, the rumours will not break down in the in the next days. It will be a bit of, of a flappy time for us, but at the end of the day, at the end of the transfer window, he will um, say, I'm staying, I'm signing a long-term contract and I'm getting a decent pay rise. So, Dee, yeah. what do you think? I, I personally think, um, can, so, can someone correct me if I'm wrong here? I think Bayern Munich's record break in signing is 35 million. Yeah, to so listen. Yeah, yeah. So, why the hell are they going to be fighting for Conor Hassan-Odoi around 30 to 40 million? Because Chelsea apparently want 40 million. Yeah. What I think Conor Hassan's doing is he's being a bit clever. Um, he's, trying to make, he's trying to make sure that Chelsea are realising that they could lose him on a cheap because he could just run down his contract and go on a cheap on a free or something later on. Does he have to leave in January, personally? And this is the first time Sarri has come out and said, personally that he's ready. Yeah. And I think Sorry was told to say that personally. That's what I think, because there's no way he would have spoken about Ampadu and he would have spoken about Kalil hassan that positively in any press conference. We've run out of players, injuries, signings not coming in, nothing's happening. And now you've got Kalil hassan that's linked to leaving. And he's interested in leaving because he can get the game time by Munich personally. So he's probably watching his teammate Sancho, how well he's doing over there in Germany so I don't think he'll leave in January the talks will happen in summer depending yeah. on how much game time he gets this season will determine whether he will sign a contract that's what I think 
Yeah, no, I mean, that would be... Think, think about it. If he, if he would not sign a new contract and we'd lose him and then Hazard would go in the same transfer window in the summer, this summer could be potentially the worst ever. Losing Hudson-Soy and Hazard, Jesus, that would be a huge blow. Uh, uh, and, the, and the transfer ban. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, have a transfer ban addiction to that. Yeah, no, that, that would be really bad. Yeah, so tying him down is imperative. I, actually, that's a very interesting point you make, Sadie. I, I hadn't thought of that, that that he actually got told that because he never does that normally. And why would he be ready just because he played well against Nottingham Forest? He's been playing well <laughs> the whole season, you know? So him getting the instructions to do that, that makes perfect sense. Um, sure. Yeah, so that, 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 that does seem encouraging. So will he start tomorrow against Tottenham Hotspurs? What do you think, Sadiq? For sure. I've been saying in my preview, uh, we've only got three recognised players. Hazard, Morata and Kalan hassan Those three for me will be starting tomorrow, unless a transfer happens for Morata, which I doubt. But um, I think Sorry said William, uh, Giroud, Pedro are light training, I think it was. Yeah. And he doesn't know whether they're ready yet. So that sounds to me, it'll be a miracle if basically any of them play. That's, that's what I'm going to say. I think they'll... I think Sorry will realise that he might as well play Callum Hudson-Odoi on the first leg because I think the league is back on on the weekend. Or am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right, yeah. So it's more important that I know he trusts William and Pedro a lot more in the league and, you know, for his top four, that they'll probably play on the weekend rather than tomorrow. So Callum Hudson-Odoi should get his chance to shine and hopefully he takes it, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you agree with that, Andy? Well, I can't really, I can't really read too much into what Sari says, um, or at least every time I, I did it, I thought, well, I'm, I'm completely in the wrong here because it, clearly he does sometimes things he absolutely opposed to what he says. So um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if William was starting again tomorrow and Callum Hudson-Odoi was on the bench. And we can see tomorrow how serious he is about yeah. his talk. And I hope he is, because I think it, Callum Hudson-Odoi is only one inch away of absolutely losing his complete faith with us and maybe going to Bayern Munich if he gets disrespected another time like he was he, he was so often this season, I think, at least in my opinion. So uh, I, I hope he starts and for sure the other two starters will be Hazard and uh, Morata. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So it's a make or break tomorrow. Sorry, if you do play him, then you were true to your words, then we will hopefully see Callum hudson Doy more often in the future, even if it's only uh, from the bench. You know, if he gets, for example, 20 yeah. minutes against Newcastle on Saturday, I think he'll be fine with that. He doesn't ask <laughs> yeah. game in, game out. You know, it's just about having a chance. So sure. that, that, that will be extremely imperative to start tomorrow, and we'll have to wait and see what will happen. Um, but to round the things off from oh so sorry so did you want to say something? Yeah, as I say, I kind of feel that the Bulldogs are gonna be controlling the not the full lineup tomorrow, but I think they're gonna tell him to um, include Kalanson in the first eleven just mm. for all this transfer talk. What's going on? I think because the cup game, there's two legs. You know, if we lose a two-one, for example, it's not not the end of the world. We can come back in the second leg and change the game basically. So there's not as much of a big risk compared to a Premier League game that you can lose because, you know, these two games are over 180 minutes. So, I think Kalasade will definitely be tomorrow, but he's been told to play him. 
Uh, sorry, do, do, do you think that he'll comply uh, with that, though? Because, I mean, he's always been very adamant in regards to transfer, of his business, and that's up to the board. But this is a footballing uh, topic, and, you know, he's been always very... Um, very authoritative in that regard. You know, what's about footballing, he's been stubborn. You know, that's his uh, virtue. And I, I don't know, do you think he could maybe go against that advice of the board? I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't, uh, why he would, you know, but it, it would be possible if Pedro and William are up, he wants to trust them. Yeah, because he could, because he might want to, listen, he, he could say that he's happy with the squad he doesn't need transfers, but behind closed scenes, we all know he wants certain transfers. He wanted Higuain in the summer. He didn't get him because of his age. And now he's come out and said, yeah, I don't need to sign players. Transfer window doesn't mean anything to me. He didn't know Pulisic was going to be signed on that day. He just he was informed about a month ago about him. He gave his opinion, and then that's it. We all know it's a market signing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes against it. I mean, managers have the right to do what they want, in my eyes. You know, I always support Mourinho, Conte. I support all of them personally against the board. I will never support the board. Um, you know, even the, what's his name, Michael Manalo, he left for Monaco. There's a reason why he left, because he's seen what's happening, man. Like, I think Chelsea fans need to do a lot more. You know how Arsenal fans, you know, gave their words that they want the board out and stuff. I think, personally, Chelsea fans will, will do it very soon, in my eyes. Um, we'll see after a year or two what happens to Sorry, but I wouldn't be surprised if, there's problems in the club, personally. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, that, that we'll see because that could be the start of friction if he does decide not to take him in, uh, put him into the lineup tomorrow. If Line he wants yeah. to do that, but let's, let's just hope that no matter what, he'll be playing tomorrow. Um, yeah, we know whether whether or not the board told him so or not, just because Sari thinks he is actually ready now and. It would be ridiculous, ludicrous to start William and Pedro when they're not uh, William or Pedro as Haddad's hazards on a fit. Uh, when, you know, we've got still a very congested uh, uh, Premier League schedule. So, yeah, I mean, Andy, do, do you have something else to add to that? Um, not really, apart from the fact that he also was very positive in regards to um, Ethan Ampadu. Which I'm also very happy about. If um, Gary Cahill leaves, he goes up a rank in in the, in the packing order, and we will see him more often. Um, surely not tomorrow, um, but still, uh, I'm very happy about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is essentially our fourth cent- uh, centre back now because you know mm-hmm. Gary Cahill. He wasn't even the squad uh, against Nottingham Forest, so he he's gone, and it'll be interesting because at least they're homegrown, so that works well. Last things. Uh, that I'd like to talk about, of course, Sadiq. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for uh, giving us uh, uh, a show of the Inn of London at this time of the day. Uh, <laughs> very exciting. Um, and yeah, no, uh, thanks for thanks for coming on once again. And yeah, I mean, let's hope that all the things that we spoke about will come true. Yeah. And yeah, so. I think we'll start things with the plug-in, of course, uh, Sadiq, as you uh, like to plug <laughs> itself, I uh, offer you the opportunity to do so once again. First of all, thanks for having me on here. Uh, apologies, I c- 
couldn't be on here for much longer, as, as promised. But hopefully you have me on again. Okay. And yeah, as you lot know, I'll be retweeting this, sharing this out. Check out Worldwide Chelsea on all platforms. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everything. Worldwide Chelsea. And hopefully I'll get some tips from you guys on how to podcast as well soon, man. But thanks for having me on. It was our pleasure. And also uh, to our listeners and viewers, do subscribe to Worldwide Chelsea on YouTube. Uh, we'd massively appreciate it, of course, if you'd subscribe to our channel as well. Give us a good rating on iTunes. Follow us at the Attacking Two Pod on Twitter. And we will be back on Thursday with our uh, the Attacking Three collab with Yannick on Chelsea. And next week, we will be joined by Simon Phillips and another special guest to talk about more transfers. And that's all we have time for. And thank you for listening. <laughs>